You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, 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 yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another amazing edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. I got a special podcast for you today. One of my dear friends in dentistry came by the studio today. His name is Dr. Uchi Odiatu. He was speaking to a study club locally. I'm like, you got to come by, brother, and let's do it right here. And so we did. And today we talk about how patients' behaviors and lifestyles can influence treatment outcomes. You have to listen to this. It is an awesome episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. We'll see you soon. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. I got a special episode today. My good friend, mm-hmm. Dr. Uchi Odiatu in the house. Welcome to Milwaukee, brother. Great to be here. I sense the energy. I, I, I feel like I'm <laughs> the pulse of the nation right on the brinks of Lake Michigan. This is incredible. It is awesome. So you text me last night. Mm-hmm. You're working with a study club close by. Yep. And you're like, I'm in Milwaukee. I'm like, no way. So here we are. And you're heading home here in just a little bit. I'm like, come by. We're going to do a podcast. Actually, you, know you, you see an open 45 minutes. And you think, why fill it with meditation? Right. I'm going to call Kurt and have an explosion (laughs) of cerebral (laughs) continuity. But I'm on my way to Denver, though. I'm not going home. I'm going going to Denver. What are you you going to Denver for? um, There's a uh, Seattle Seattle Study Club, Friday morning, 8 to 12. 50 Shades of Infection. 50 Shades of Infection. And what did you speak on yesterday? Yesterday was uh, Patient Lifestyle Habits that Sabotage Your Treatment Plans. Oh, let's Mm -hmm. let's open that one up Mm -hmm. because that's a big one. So, okay. What does that mean? Give me, give me, why, why is that topic so important to a study club? Well, study clubs are all about achievement, the next level, elite patient care. They do all this clinical stuff. They have their sterilization. They have the best implant parts. They have the best of everything, a trained team, a crack team. Then a patient shows up who's been up all night, um, loves uh, lemon meringue pie, doesn't like his job, uh, disengaged from work, uh, watches, you know, the whole evening, Emily in Paris, and you, and you wonder why your implant doesn't integrate or you're right. in a dry socket. Well, a whole lot of stuff the patients do at night and, and, their, and their non-dental clinic time can either uh, uh, support your treatment or sabotage. And that's the whole, it was like all day and it just like went all through the, the various levels of how 
patients beat the crap out of their bodies and then they show up and you put your beautiful implant in and your complete mouth rehabilitation. Yeah. And you've been doing this a long time. Don't you think it's becoming a little bit more dynamic? Like it's getting weirder and weirder what patients are doing. It's not patients. There's more information out there. Ooch. We've got AI now. We've got great programs. We, we've got an industry supporting oral health, but it just seems like patients behaviors as a whole aren't getting better. Uh, they, they've done what they've always done as cavemen and cavewomen. You go back to Lucy, 3.2 million years ago, falling out of the tree, three feet tall. Um, they, things weren't good then. Uh, that same lady shows up to get a couple of crowns done and you don't ask her, does she enjoy her job or what does she have for breakfast that morning? Lemon meringue yeah. pie and a croissant doesn't lend itself to healing because it, it makes the body go into a Niagara Falls of reactive oxygen species and a, a, a oxidative stress. And that's like keeping the fireworks next to the gasoline, next to the matches in the garage. And then you wonder why my garage is on fire. Your patient's right. on fire. Your patient's right. on fire. Where, so where do I start? Let's say I'm a dentist watching your presentation on this. Where would you start? Well, you got to come to aha. You guys, that's always, you always talk about awareness is the first step of change. So you mm-hmm. got to start thinking, hey, we haven't even been considering this. I, I, I have sleep on my new patient questionnaire. Well, how do you sleep? Great. Okay, let's go on to the next one. Did you drink, drink coffee? Like, there's much more to sleep than just saying, do you sleep? Great. Right. Um, time in bed isn't sleep. Most people right. think, yeah, I get to bed at midnight, get up at seven. And the dentist goes seven hours. No, that's time in bed. Actual sleep, if the efficiency is 70%, it's only five hours. Right. And five hours, you know, Matthew Walker, neuroscientist, said is not good. It's, 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 a, it's an inflammatory cascade at night if you sleep five hours. Literally, nothing is healing. The immune system is not able to reboot. Memories aren't processed. Right, mm-hmm. right. And with, uh, I mean, sleep is a big deal to, to start. That's just a whole another Pandora's box that you're opening up. But really starting with the questionnaire and just trying to understand who these patients are before you treat them, right? Well, I guess the intention is I want a good result. Right. So dentists are very... Um, not let me say self-absorbed. We, we, we think about ourselves. So the team has been trained at COIS, we, the LVI. They've been to Panky. We got a beautiful sterilization area. I got the best, you know, electric hand pieces. I've got, I've got clinical excellence. And then you don't think about the patient's lifestyle. The patient's lifestyle can either help your, you look good or not. Just, I remember Bill Dorfman said he's an average dentist, but the lab makes him look good. Um, a really bad patient who's got really toxic lifestyle habits can make the best dentist work yeah. look horrible, bleeding around your beautiful veneers because they're up all night. Right. Um, they're going through a bad divorce. Uh, they're 310 pounds right. and, uh, this is their seventh diet, you know? So, yeah. And let me be the dentist who's listening. Ooch. I'm 32. This is a lot to think about. I gotta, I'm, you know, you're talking about behavioral things. I spend a lot of time trying to figure out clinical dentistry, how to run a practice. How do I, how do I think about this? Yeah. Great question. I think dentists have a thing called intellectual disease. They overthink everything, you know? (laughs) So, Oh, when I get a question from the class, I'll say about green tea is anti-inflammatory. It's got uh, all the stuff in the health metabolism. Um, excuse me, a question from the back. Hello, so green tea, should that be bagged or that should be loose? Um, I'm like, are you a periodontist? Yes. He goes, how did you know? Because you, you think it's about the minutiae, that right. like subgingival millimeters. Health is large. Health is global. Yeah. And you got to start thinking globally. So don't just think about your end of it. You got to think of the patient's end. They come in and they'll either make you successful or fail. Yeah. So instead of starting thinking, ooh, maybe I've got to get a master's in science and a PhD in nutrition at Harvard. No, you just got to ask better questions. And then realize if you have an inflamed patient, a person on a shift work of, he's got 30 days on shift and, he's, and she's going through a horrible divorce. Maybe you shouldn't do, start the comp- comprehensive rehab then. Maybe you yeah. should get them started into the sanitization part of the hygiene area. 
start looking at lifestyle habits in terms of get, getting them groomed to accept good work. Yeah. So awareness and then starting small and then you're ahead of most dentists who don't even think of lifestyle. Yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Let's say you're a dentist listening and you're like me. I'm a wuss. Ooch. I'm learning. I'm totally buying what you're selling. And I am talking to a patient and you can see all these signs. It's mm -hmm. not good. Mm -hmm. How do I put this into the room in a conversation? How do you do it? You see it all the time. People open their mouth and you see too much. You learn too much. When do you say, okay, I gotta, I gotta say something here. And how do you do that? No, they, they, they lumber into the operatory going back and <laughs> forth. And then they uh, put their bag of donuts on the wall with their triple cream, triple sugar coffee. They take their matted hair, put it across. They got dark circles under their eyes, only 25. Yeah. And they sit down. Can I get that pillow? Because um, I, I can't get my head back. Because of this, this forward head posture from mouth breathing. And I'm thinking, how do I do my 28 crown preps this morning? Uh, you're not, if you want success. Right. You start thinking about the patient, maybe need um, a, a lifestyle turnaround. In the meantime, though, you can still get started. And you can seem like a cutting-edge dentist by acknowledging that what the patient's lifestyle is actually going to impact the treatment. And who wants to spend... 20,000, 55,000, right. they know that they're sabotaging it. Because they always think, hey, your crown fell off. If I'm a shift worker and I, and I insisted on getting my, my three crowns down on my bridge done and all of a sudden it goes south, I say, you know, our crown came off. Yeah. You know, maybe I shouldn't have booked it. Maybe I should have told you that my, my husband and I and my wife and I are going through a hard time right now and it's, it's right. a rough patch and I'm not sleeping well. We, we also bought a, a Rottweiler, actually two Rottweilers, and they're on the bed at night. So they, they get off, click, 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 back on. And my uh, wife is also nursing the baby on the other side of the bed. And we don't have any curtains on the window. And there's a highway going by, so I'm not sleeping very much. Wow. And I have a small beer fridge beside my bed, which I <laughs> tend to have some Miller Lite just, uh, during the night. So that being said, you know, as they ooze blood from every gingival crevice, and you realize, maybe I shouldn't do a crown prep. Maybe I shouldn't take an impression. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the town that you lived in was a pretty healthy town. <laughs> Toronto's healthy, but you know, every, every city has their section. You can get everything in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. I so. love Toronto. Mm -hmm. I love Toronto. Okay. So prior to treatment, you're having these conversations learning, let's say in mid treatment, you know, there's circumstances of patients not holding up their end of the bargain. How do you, how do you start that conversation? Well, if, if you're a person who does big cases and you have people in provisionals and some lifestyle habits change, you can keep them in provisionals. That's, right. what, that's what provisionals are for, to see how thing, how the occlusion set up, how the smile is, how they like their vertical dimension. So why not keep them that way if, if their lifestyle goes south? Or just like patients also move, go to Europe for two weeks and they come back. So I'm thinking uh, once you acknowledge it and be aware of it, you can adjust your treatment accordingly. But don't always think, I'm booked to do four crowns, let's do them. Right. Or you've been up all night. Or you, you, your husband just, you just, guys just got a puppy. So, so how'd you sleep? Not at all. Interesting. Yeah. So now you know that, that, do you have an idea what a night of disruptive sleep does? University of California study, they did a study with 42 men and um, they got four hours sleep. Their natural killer cells, which is the specialized op, special op forces, white blood cells in your immune system are, are depleted 70% for 24 hours. Wow. So when we are natural killer cells are down 70% in tw for 24 hours, that's not a good time for that person to get sneezed on yet alone. Um, and if, you know, a block for crown preps, you know, sure. packing cord or scanning it in your itero, the, the person's not going to respond well. They'll be bleeding. Uh, the patient's not going to sleep well. Right. They're going to be confused. They're not going to follow instructions. You'll say, don't bite on that side. And as they leave, they're eating some rock candy that their, mm -hmm. that their daughter gave them. So th that's what provisionals are for. Once you acknowledge it, you start realizing, okay, I want success. I wouldn't say I have to change everything immediately. You know, dentists right. like to rehab and go this full thing. I'm saying all it takes is 
start look, asking better questions. Yeah. But in order to ask better questions and appreciating health, you have to be healthy yourself. You know, okay. if, if someone themselves looks like Santa Claus or Elvis on his deathbed, which the deathbed was a toilet, right? <laughs> if you look like Elvis five minutes before he died, you're not going to be very convincing with patients. They're going right. to think, um, uh, you smell like a drive through Why are you telling me about junk food? So right. that's where living the part goes in. So in my day, I will talk about provider health because you, you can't take a patient on a journey that you yourself haven't been on. Right. You cannot take a patient on a journey you haven't been on. So if you don't appreciate health, you don't sleep well yourself, you don't wear your CPAP, you haven't exercised since grade 11 or 11th grade, you're not going to be very convincing chairside. Patients to go, you know what? I see some duplicitous conversation. Right. Um, let's just go ahead and proceed with the crowns. And then as they get decay around them, uh, they fall off in four years because of clenching and grinding. You're annoyed and, uh, yeah, sabotaging treatment with lifestyle habits. Right. So you start with provider health. Then you're talking patient health. Now, I, I have to put this into the conversation. I'm a big fan of the team. The other night when you did this presentation, were there team members there or was it doctors only? Oh, doctors and team, which is very, right. now obviously doctors know. Doctors go to a program on their own. They don't bring the team. There is no right. way anything has impl implemented. So yeah, that was, the team was there that day. The right. team, hygienists, admin, assistants. And so how do I authentically, because you, you, I mean, you can see where this is going. I love this. I got to get myself together. But Ooch, as a dentist, you can't carry this conversation by yourself. This has got to be a thread throughout the entire office. How do I do that? And then give yourself a timeline. Like right. no one loses 10 pounds in a week, you know, right. unless you're going to cut off your arms. You know? so, so that being said, get the team involved. So that's the part of, think of a journey. Say yeah. a year from now, um, my team's going to be wellness focused. We're going to look the part. Right. We're going to have authentic communication. There'll be no more chance of the patient... Is that special sauce, uh, right. doctor? So that whole idea is to, you, know, you yourself have to get on board. Not yeah. just have to be, have a six pack and look like, you know, Tony Norton from P90X. Yeah. All I'm saying, just look the part. I, I, you have to have energy. Your, your, your own spine has to be good. You must be rested. You, you must enjoy good food. And not 100% of the time. There's a th something called orthorexia, which is obsession with correct eating. So that's where a lot of people go. They go from triple cream, triple sugar coffee right. to having 17 apps to measure their fiber, their antioxidants. And I said, that's way too much. Unless you're Michael Phelps <laughs> training for the Olympics, you don't need 17 apps to right. monitor. I have a sleep ring. I have a fiber ring. I have a neural link ring. Um, too much. Unless you're an Olympic athlete. Yeah. I'm at the level, what Stephen Covey calls unconscious competence. So I do things effortlessly, mindlessly, and easily without, without thinking about it. It's just natural. How, right. What do I want to eat before I come talk to you today? Right. D does, does Kurt want me on a, uh, you know, a croissant and I, should I finish off my, my couple of bottles of Miller Lite or <laughs> should I come in fresh? You yeah. Know? Well, you're in Milwaukee, so mm -hmm. Miller Lite's plentifully available here. So is, is, that the, is that the local beverage? Well, this is where it all started. Oh, really? Look at me. That, that's, that came out of my cerebral cortex. You're of, feeling it. You're, you're, you're feeling it here. So, um, um, and, and on the journey, when you talk about provider health, it's funny that you mentioned that. There's a dentist, uh, part of the community. He started going to Orange Theory. That was the first step. He's like, I got to start taking care of myself. The second thing he did was he went into his break room where his team members all gathered. And he's like, we got to change the composition of this. It was a lot of junk food. He's like, let's just make a commitment, change all of this garbage out. And they went to apples and like healthy stuff. And he said, those two steps alone just started to change the conversation a little bit. Then they started doing education. So I like what you're saying, just bit by bit by mm -hmm. bit, you know, just one step at a time. And the transformation is tremendous. Well, every step forward creates a change. I love the way you did that. Like you put apples in the reception. Again, obviously, you know, 
airport now travel and post some you have people you can wrap the apple if you want right. but an apple is essentially if you have healthy teeth you can buy an apple an apple is a symbol of oral health right. you know at four grams of fiber all the antioxidants there's all kinds of studies that show it can help um put out the fire of inflammation in the body so a big bowl of apples would be symbolic wrap them in plastic if you want they can take them for later yeah but that symbol saying you, you come here you'll be eating apples so apples in the reception a bowl of them wrapped in plastic if you want for sanit- sanitary purposes Staff room, um, kefir and dairy-free yogurt, if you like, can keep for a month. Mixed nuts in, in separate bowls, if you like. Yeah. All it does is saying, this is the new direction we're going on. But as an owner, as a principal, as a dentist, if you're walking the talk, no matter how doubtful or uncertain people are, I talk, people actually will surrender your, to your certainty. Yeah. So in, in a lecture, people go, ah, we just talk for the birds. Ah, I heard this from my mother. They start surrendering their doubt for my certainty. You get a certain person, the doubters will slowly move in that direction. First, they'll make fun of you. Then they'll be mad. Then they'll say, oh, where can I get some Lululemon? You know, so that's, yeah. that's where I take people from making fun of me, mocking me to, you know, where do you get Lululemon in Milwaukee? Yeah. So it's uh, the doubters become certain if the leader is certain and 100% conviction. You got to have 110% conviction. And that's very convincing. Right. To know this works. Yeah. And like you said, you don't need to have it perfect. You just got to be consistent. Take mm-hmm. one step at a time. Keep showing up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To go from the unconscious, you know, mind to, to doing automatically. Um, I love this. So give me an idea. Like wh- what was the biggest aha moment for a team member when you were given this presentation the other night? Well, they might've had a, a donut in their hand and they're looking <laughs> at me, looking at my inflammatory cascade slide. <laughs> you know, it's talk about the average caveman. Cave which woman. is okay. Which, which is, is okay. okay. No, no judgment. It's totally okay. No judgment. So back in the caveman days, so 10,000 years ago to 3 million years ago, um, we're only, we're not meant to eat any processed sugar, right. you know, maybe two pounds of honey and fruit sugar in uh, glucose in a, in a year, fructose too. And nowadays 20 teaspoons a day. Yeah. So a muffin and a juice could be 20 teaspoons. You do the math, four grams per one teaspoon, that adds up to 64 pounds a year. So in 2023, if you're eating 64 pounds of processed sugar a year, which is not that hard, the average teenager is 40 teaspoons, so 128 pounds. Yeah. You're eating that every day. Your caveman body, you and I are more cavemen than we think. I don't know if we got a lot of hair on our back and everything else, but we're, even though we wear <laughs> Louis Vuitton and Prada, we're very much more cavemen. And we are, genes don't change much. Yeah. We weren't meant to eat 64 pounds to 128 pounds. We're meant to eat maximum three pounds. Genes don't change much so far. Two million year old physiology is saying, what the heck are you doing? And now the fire starts, you know, joint pain, uh, brain fog, right. uh, sciatica, reflux, uh, neck soreness, dry mouth, dry eyes, all because you're, you're stimulating the body to be in sympathetic dominant mode, which right. is fight or flight. That's what sugar does to you. The body goes, hey, there's lots of sugar in the bloodstream. Where's the fight? And it's not happening. All I'm doing is putting the rubber dam on. Right. So the body's going, uh, what are you doing? So the, the lady maybe had her you know, hand on the donut looking at me. And, and I don't even, I don't even, I never judge. I'm never judge. Right. And she look at me and she just puts it down mm-hmm. and hides it under a napkin. Yeah. But now I got her because the whole idea about in non-judgment, people thrive. Like my right. daughter, she's 17. She goes, dad, don't judge me. Don't judge me. Judgment seems to stop teaching and connection. So I don't judge. I smile and then I move on. Right. With that thing, hey, come on. This, this journey is a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. Just little by little, you know. Um, and even the apple thing that you made me do uh, um, so many years ago. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of apples. But cutting it up an apple now is an easy thing to do on a regular basis. And I completely agree. So we just got to start with little things. I want to go back to this. Part of helping patients is asking better questions. 
But you have to have, you gotta, you gotta be committed to taking the time to do people are in a hurry. Everybody's mm-hmm. moving so fast. Mm-hmm. Everybody has too many patients. We don't meet a dental practice in the world right now that isn't busy. Mm-hmm. They're all too busy. We consistently meet, you know, solo dentists that have 3,500 patients. And I'm like, that's too many patients. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, do you want to be everyone's dentist? And they're like, no. And I'm like, why do you have these patients? And I'm like, I don't know. And so I think, I think what you're seeing is absolutely crucial, but you've got to be committed to slowing down, asking better questions. Give me an idea. Like when you're talking to a patient, asking questions, how, mu- how much time do you commit to that? Um, I don't, it's again, it's very intuitive. You'd be surprised how intuitive it is. Um, I, I was doing a recare exam. Hygienist asked me in, I came in, I, I do my recares exam, a lot, a lot of times standing just to change my flop, my posture. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of belly breathing does not happen sitting down. And um, hygienist said, oh, the, the, uh, my patient's my lips are really dry. It's, it's fall. And I said, well, not everyone's lips are dry. And then she, and I looked at uh, inside the tissue and the, the gingiva was like puffy. And uh, I said, just open and um, tonsils big. And I said, um, can you breathe in through your nose? She goes, I haven't since I was a teenager. I said, how wow. old are you? She goes, I'm 55. She goes, that's 40 years ago. Okay, so four decades of mouth breathing. I said, um, mouth breathing, the body, when you mouth breathe, the body, the body always, always, the brain defers and says, you must be stressed out. I said, so cortisol's high. I said, she goes, I'm on anxiety medication. And she goes, um, she goes, she goes look at my hair. She goes, my hair doesn't grow. She goes, um, I feel stressed all the time. I said, hi, Jenna, good call. I said, I like the way you saw the dry lips and the, and the ginger being puffy. I said, um, our patient's obviously a mouth breather. She goes, can I fix it? Oh, I said, it's going to take, it's not overnight. I said, let's get a consultation with an orthodontist to find out, you know, is there room for your tongue? I said, mm-hmm. how do you sleep? She goes, horrible. I said, okay, maybe even a sleep study. How do you, how do you wake up in the morning? She goes, a bit of a headache. She goes, um, I don't feel good. She goes, uh, she goes, doc, I know you and I are the same age. She goes, you look like my son. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I said, hey, we'll get, uh, uh, hey, we'll, we'll get you there. And um, I wrote down some notes. She goes, I'm excited. Right away, she goes, I'm, she knew she was in the hands of someone who was thinking differently than how many crowns am I going to do? I just could get me, get me some, get me some crowns, you know? So right away, patient goes, I like that guy. Mm -hmm. Like we're talking within a minute, just looking, being, being a dental detective and then a lifestyle detective wrote down some notes. And then we got her started with uh, talking to her doctor about a sleep study. She was excited. You get, you get the patient excited. Now they want to move forward. And people think, what about the crowns? They will get the crowns done. Remember uh, uh, his name was um, Willie. What's the guy, the little the little guy, he had a, Steve Anderson used to work for a guy. Oh, um, from Austin, Texas, I think. Yeah, Itsy Bitsy. Itsy Bitsy. Itsy Bitsy said, you well, keep a patient in recare long enough, you'll eventually do all the crowns you need. Yeah. But you got to need a lot. You need a live patient. You need yeah. a person who sleeps deep, eats healthy, and then I'll do the crowns later. But in the meantime, yeah. let's get you alive. And then that patient will say, we'll talk to her sister on the phone. Hey, I just, I just met a dentist and we we're talking sleep. We're talking mouth breathing. I'm getting a sleep study. I'm excited. She goes, yeah. was that a dentist? She goes, yeah. Who is that dentist? It's Dr. Arch Ododo, I think. I don't can't say his name. He's an African leprechaun. So now her sister books an appointment. Yeah. Now we got another family coming. Yeah. And it was a good conversation. And that leaving that three minute recare exam, I'm thinking this, this is working. I that's felt awesome. good. I felt good. I went back to my patient. So that's how it all starts. It, it's a total, you got to look from a global perspective. Stop looking at the minutiae of the gingival crevice. Stop yeah. looking at, you know, how can, we, how can we close that diastema? Yeah, I love, yeah. we always say there are people that fix teeth and there are people that change lives. It's mm-hmm. not the same business. Mm-hmm. Go back to, you said dental detective, lifestyle detective. I love that. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Tell me more. Um, I just made that up because I'm, I'm a self-perpetuating effervescent. Uh, I love machine. that. But you got to think like a detective, you yeah. know, something's going on. And we, 
Dentists are blessed, the hygienists. We get an hour with patients mainly, like physicians, yeah. seven minutes, seven yeah. minutes. You know, we go from a person coming with some vague pain on the lower right side and you think cracked tooth syndrome, you get a tooth sleuth out, you're looking at the bite, you're taking a scan. Just look bigger. Start looking at the posture. Yeah. Start looking at where their hands are. You know, why is the purse on their lap in front of you? Why are they creating, why are they afraid? Um, what's the general posture like? Is the mouth dry? Um, what meds are they on? Um, are their feet clicking? Right. Um, I want to see what, what meds they're on. Um, I want to see, are they able to look at my, me in the eye? Are, are we connecting? Uh, a lot of patients, when they talk to you, they're looking straight ahead. There's no, there's no authentic communication when a patient is looking straight ahead. She, she or he is not connected with you. I'd like them to turn around or feel comfortable right. turning around. Most dentists come in you know, with their $300 figs on. They got the 17 letters on their, on their breast pocket. Be, be relatable. Yeah. You know, nod, learn, bar, learn body language. There's a great book called What Everybody's Telling You by Joe Navarro. Ooh. What Everybody's Telling You. And it's what the body tells you. Yeah. So someone is, is, has their hands across. What it means is they don't feel safe. Someone's rubbing their thighs means there's, they have some anxiety or maybe possible sweat on their hands. Right. Um, I come in fixing myself. The person right says, ooh, this guy lack, is doing some tension leaving activity. So you got to look straight ahead and nod and smile is the universal symbol of approval. Yeah. Open hands, not carrying any weapons, not carrying a handpiece. Right. Um, so how, how can I help you today? Yeah. People say, oh, help. Well, I want to help you. You came here for a solution. Right. And then as they feel comfortable, they'll turn towards you. And now the communication is straight. Now I can see the eyelids, the, the, any circles under their eye. Right. I can see that throat. I can see if they got dryness inside. I can see if there's angular colitis. Right. That's all part of that dental detection. I'm looking, assessing them. So you got to be a, a detective. Yeah. Look at everything, not just what they're saying. Yeah. A big conversation that happens with us and dentists all over the country is like beyond the insurance thing. Everybody only wants what insurance will cover or discretionary dentistry, which we could have a separate argument about what is dis discretionary. But when you're opening up the conversation about, you know, being a dental detective, lifestyle detective. Now you're getting into a range of people reaching into their pockets, using their own money to say, I trust this guy. Don't you agree? And it, it goes way beyond what you would ever think it would go beyond in a lot of these conversations. You got to be so sold on lifestyle. You got to be so sold on total health. They, they lower their uncertainty. And, um, I don't talk money at that point. Yeah. I'm just talking about hip health. I'm talking about brain health. And if someone says I'm pre-diabetic, my, my wife has diabetes, my, my mom has diabetes. Well, did you know the Journal of American Dental, Dental Association, they've actually shown that if you take better care of your mouth, if you, if you take charge of your mouth, there's bleeding in your mouth, it lowers the inflammatory burden and it makes you more insulin sensitive. It helps you manage your diabetes better, lowers the chance of amputation, cognitive decline and stroke. They're 60 going, how come no one's told me that before? Right. I said, how long has it been out there? I said, no, for decades or more. Um, many of us just don't focus on that. Yeah. So as a hygienist, I said, what you, what you, this is great. You've done a good work that you've lowered the impatience inflammatory burden. Now patients don't pay for lowering the inflammatory burden. They're not going to pay for polishing. I'm infl lowering inflammatory burden. Inflammation is a part of every modern disease from colitis, hepatitis, pancreatitis, meningitis. Patients are going, this is a conversation I like. Right. And they, you got to be fully sold on your, that information. And when you live it, um, money's not a problem because a hip yeah. replacement is 50,000. Uh, you start, you amputate a toe and what's happening on one side is happening on the other side. They amputate the other toe. Usually then the vascular, uh, uh, innervation or the vascular circulation to each feet is compromised. Usually it's amputation below the knee, below the other knee, depression. You start losing, uh, limbs. You got to get patients attention. 
Yeah. And I'm not afraid. I have a picture of a diabetic toe on my phone. And, uh, and one time a patient said uh, my, my toe came off. I said, between, between appointments? <laughs> Your toe just came up? She goes, yeah. It goes, I, I took my sock off and I, my toe was in my sock. Oh, no. He goes, I saw it was turning black and I couldn't feel it. I said, okay, so this is what we're going to do. You're going to go from six months down to three months. She goes, why? Because when you manage your mouth better, right. you manage your diabetes better. Because no one told me that. But insurance companies now doing United Concordia 11 years ago. They said, if we have a diabetic client, uh, if we give them more access to dental, they, they found 11 years ago. They, as you saw, 11 years ago study, a million clients, they took 90,000 diabetics, gave them more access to dental, more frequency, more access to periodontal visits, pocket elimination. And they saw doctor visits went down 13% and hospitalizations for these diabetic patients went down 33% over the three years. A day in the hospital in the United States is $6,500. Wow. So in three years, hospitalizations went down 33%. Now you're saying it'll save an insurance company money if pre-diabetic and diabetic, diabetic patients get more dental. Dental's inexpensive compared to four days in the hospital. Right. Think of a full mouth rehab, 32,000. That's five days in the hospital. Yeah. So uh, dental companies now saying, it, a lot of Delta, I think United Concordia, some of them are now giving more access to dental if you show there's a diagnosis of type two diabetes. And which, how many people? 30 million Americans. Oh, that doesn't sound like much. Well, there's 70 million pre-diabetic. Yeah. So now you have 100 million pre-diabetic or diabetic patients. One out of three people in, in your pay practice yeah. are diabetic or pre-diabetic. Everyone should be close to coming in every three, four months if they want to manage their mouth better, if they want yeah. to lower the inflammatory burden. Yeah, a big piece of this. I'm just going to say to you guys listening, if you haven't seen Ooch speak, you have to because your value for what you do and the profession you're in skyrockets. I appreciate what you do this profession. I know we can't keep you forever because uh, I know you got to catch a flight, but I want you to talk about this. Dentistry and dentists specifically are better positioned to change the world than anybody. You said physicians, seven minutes. Mm -hmm. I want you to think about this if you're a dentist. Like you might drive to work, listen to this, go, I'm just a dentist. I just do crowns. You, my friend, are positioned to change the world more than anybody. Would you agree with that? Oh, for sure. I love that. And it's not just raw, raw, raw at a, a retreat right. in, uh, you know, Scottsdale, Arizona. It's, it's like saying um, everyone else is tired. Right. I, I know dentists are a little fatigued and we got to take care of ourselves obviously to, to, to ride this tsunami out there. Like right. it's, uh, and we're poised. I remember I, I read a book called hard drive. This is like 30 years ago. And it said, uh, Bill Gates bought DOS for 50 grand off some scientist. And, uh, why is he a multi-billionaire? Well, he actually, there was a wave coming of software and uh, personal computers and he happened to buy a DOS off a guy for money. And then he sold it every computer. He got money back. So he was riding the wave at the right time. And who said he was destined? Skinny guy, slept under a desk. His parents supported him staying up all night studying about, about computers, helped him, let him drop out of university. Well, there is a wave that's happening. And if you position yourself for total wellness, you're going to ride this wave and it's going to last decades, right. decades and decades. So that being said, I think it's the dentists need to get in shape to be able to ride the wave. You can't be tired. You got sciatica, fix it. You got reflux, fix it. Right. If you got autonomic nervous system to function, you got to fix it. Joint pain, fix it. Get yourself a trainer. Wear that CPAP, do, those, do that progressive muscle relaxation before bed so you can sleep deep and be ready to ride this wave. We are the gateway. And most doctors are saying, uh, take, take it because we're exhausted. So right. the chiropractors originally were saying we're going to ride the wave, which is fine. You can, you can tag team. And I think as a dentist, if you're referring out, I refer out to naturopaths. I refer out to osteopaths. I refer to chiropractors. And when you refer out, guess what they do back? They send patients back. I had a yeah. physician patient who does IV, uh, fertility treatment. He didn't know that if, if women in their 30s who take better care of their mouths, 
who are trying to get pregnant can get pregnant two months quicker. This is yeah. a, at uh, University of Western Australia. And he goes, he, and he said to me, he goes, where do you find time for this? I said, I listen to audiobooks. I said, I'm reading all the time. He goes, I had no idea dentists think other than the tissue and the white parts. Right. And he goes, um, I'm going to send you some patients. He said, I, I goes, here I am. I'm one of the top fertility doctors in Toronto. Yeah. And I did not know that if a woman takes better care of her mouth trying to get pregnant, she can get pregnant two months quicker. Yeah. This is, this is, the, this is the wave. And I think um, whether you come to my program or, or listen to me on, on ACT, uh, I think you got to catch that fire. It's got to yeah. be very convincing. Yeah, I love this. And I mentioned this before in a podcast. Uh, my wife and I went to the Cooper Clinic in uh, down in Texas. And I got a chance to meet with Tyler and Kenneth and uh, I spent a whole day with them. And Dr. Cooper looked at me, he said, you work in dentistry? I said, yes. He goes, do you know how important your profession is? And he, he talked probably for 30 minutes on how important he said, health is 70% of what happens in the hole under your nose and how you move your body. 30% of it is other factors. Mm -hmm. If you could do one thing, help people understand Health is what goes on in that hole under your nose. And he was pretty, he yeah. was pretty would you agree with that statement like type of a thing or? I love that. Hippocrates 2,300 years ago said all disease begins in the gut. Yeah. What's in the gut has to go into the mouth first. And right. then just think mouth for chewing. It's my stag at this weekend. Let's whiten my teeth. Let's do some zoom whitening. Um, the miracle of the miracle, what the body does, we've been doing it for millions of years is you take liquid and food. If you take a physical part of the world, you put it in your mouth with a healthy jaw, lots of saliva, with amylase and a purifin and lysosomes, you start breaking down the world and then you absorb it. And now it becomes my knee, my meniscus, my brain, my shoulder. It's a miracle that we do in, in like 16 hours, 48 right. hours. So, and we are in charge of the, of the masticatory apparatus. Yeah. We, we are the gatekeepers. No other health profession does it. Hygienist, assistants, dentist, we are in charge of that apparatus. No one else is. Yeah. We, the gateway, who's ever in charge of the gateway is in charge of the body. So um, health is the first wealth, a good dentist, a good hygiene team, good assistant, good admin. You need a good team. And now you're that Indy 500 race car pulling up to the pit stop. <laughs> and now you zoom back on, you know, you get that checkered flag. You need a good team. Dude, you're the best. All right. I know you got to run, but give us some final thoughts on this. It sounds like an overwhelming topic. Start slow. You got to yeah. think of Bezos. When he first started, he didn't think, wow, I'm going to have a, a, a trillion dollar company. Jeff Bezos said, I want to find out how to distribute products online. I'm going to start with books. And then he got four books and he mailed them. And then he got four books and he did this. Mm -hmm. And that's how he started. He did not know the end result. And a lot of dentists want to know, I don't see the end result. Could you just take a step and enjoy that journey? And you just go to the end of the street then turn left. GPS doesn't say, I'll teleport you there. 30 steps, turn left. So enjoy the journey and realize you may not need to see the whole staircase. Yeah. Step by step, like Martin Luther King said. So let's get a little philosophical, a little spiritual, a little religi religiosity it. on a uh, Thursday morning. I love it, buddy. I'm so grateful you're here. And tomorrow is National Coffee Day. Love How cool it. is that? Love it. All right. So if you're listening to this podcast, if you've never heard of Uchi Odiatu, I want to make sure that you know who he is. So Uchi, where do I find out more about you? How do I find you? How do I follow you? Where do I go? And if I have a study club and I want you to speak to my study club, how do I find you? Simple. Let's put Uchi Dental Fitness. You put those three words in, you'll find me. Okay. I don't know where and you are. And that's U-C-H-E. Four letter word. Four letter word. It, it means God's will. Little, right. little prophetic. I've got some little pressure here <laughs> when I was born. God's will enters the world. So Uchi, dental, fitness, you'll find me. 
I'm on most active on Instagram. Yeah. I love the stories. I love on the flights. Like, like it's like tapping into Socrates' mind. Can you imagine like two thousand years ago? Yeah. You know, Socrates is like posting, and the students go, "This is good stuff. Just give me around." He didn't have LinkedIn. So why aren't you online? I'll ask a thousand Dennis, you know, who's on Instagram? Uh, my daughter is. Uh, mm -hmm. How about the rest of you? Uh, we read uh, mostly hardcover books. Yeah. Um, the new world out there. Yeah. You got a new world. You got you to listen to books. Yeah. yeah. It, well, a whole new world and you're making the world better, buddy. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you. I'm, I'm just a mirror of your own oh, excellence. Stop, you know, I stop. am a mirror reflecting back to you all that is great. So. No, I'm not kidding, man. You make my life better every time. You inspire me, and I know you're inspiring everybody out there. So I appreciate you. So stick around while we say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for watching or listening to the Best Practices Show podcast. Wherever you're consuming the podcast, if you enjoyed today, which I hope you did, do us a favor, hit the share button, uh, share this with your friends, keep sending us suggestions. I'm going to have Ooch back again and again and again uh, make sure you follow Ooch and get him out to your study club if you haven't had him speak to your study club what are you thinking he will rock the room <laughs> so until we see you guys next time or you hear from us next time keep watching or keep listening to the best practice show you guys enjoy your day so there you have it another great episode hope you guys enjoyed it hey and thank you for showing up I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.